This is a D-Bad Movement. You are listening to the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. Welcome along to the season finale. Oh. Season two. There we go. Oh, it's an Americanization, that, isn't it? Or series two, if you prefer. <clears throat> and because it's our... Isn't there a difference between a series and a season? So a series is made up of lots of seasons. Oh, I don't know. So the, you get the Breaking Bad series and it's made up of six seasons or five. Uh, but you'd never just seasons? say, I'm watching a season, if it was just one season of a no, series. No, no, you say, I'm watching a series and people say, which season No, but if it's on? just one, se- if they've got one oh, If they've only season. got one, it's a mini-series. Okay. <laughs> or is that a limited... Or is that like a three-parter? Well, yeah, it could be a three-parter. A limited like that, yeah. series now. Yeah, but I think I think if it's got multiple seasons, then it's a series. Okay. Tell you what, we've like intros like this. We're definitely going to be a limited series <laughs> <laughs> because it's either the season finale or the finale. Who knows? Season or series finale. And that that is the magic of endings because some stuff ends. We 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 know we're building up to it, and this is going to be the end of it. Sometimes things end, and you don't know. No. It's like really sad facts, isn't it? That one day. Everybody you know will be the last time you see them, but probably you won't know that. Christ. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. This is why you should never, like, leave on bad times with people. Like, I never do. If I'm having an argument with my mum at the end, no. I'll always be like, I still love you. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. Right now I'm You're pissed wrong. off with you, but I, yeah. I still love you. <laughs> yeah. Because imagine that if you left someone in an argument and then something bad happened to them, like you'd never be able to live with yourself. That happened to a chef, didn't it? A celebrity chef. He um he said something to his mum and then she had a a, an epileptic fit in her sleep and died. Yeah, it's really it's really. I listened to his. Is he on Desert Island Discs? I think or something. Oh no, it was on Elizabeth Day's How to Fail, and I listened to him and um, that's really upsetting. Yeah. Yes, sir. This is why, after every D-Bad podcast, we always tell each other how much we love each other. But we edit that bit out. So when we found out that you we were doing this episode on endings, that's the first thing you said. Well, happy endings. Yeah, there we go. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what that means, don't worry about it. As, as soon as you said endings, then the stories that immediately came to my mind was my friend's uh, soapy massage, but it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, we could start there. Tell us about your friend's soapy massage. It was actually a woman who brought a little paddling pool around to his house and gave him a soapy massage in the front room in her small paddling pool. Who so was she it? brought she brought equipment. Was well, she in a suits? I mean, of sorts, Alex. I, I think she was a lady of the night. <laughs> Do they? Oh, I, don't, I don't know how that's. We should explain to the <laughs> listeners that um, right now, um, Ian and Alex are drinking wine. This is my first glass, though, but I've yeah. not eaten today, so. John is drinking ghost ship. Mm-hmm. 0.5% it's an alcohol free one, I'm afraid. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm driving tonight. I just couldn't oh, first get in a taxi here and back. And, and you didn't offer to pick me up, so that's it. Sober John. Well, we're drinking wine. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. I'm like offence. So we asked the D Bad community <clears throat> for Dick Headery around endings. What did they come up with, Alex? Well, Chris Hine doesn't like happy endings in films. What? <laughs> so what? Like, you know, <laughs> what sort of film is he He doesn't want the porn to end. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah, so he said happy endings in films. You know what's going to happen before it's happened. There is a curveball once in a while. Well, I mean, there are movies that do have a curveball. I mean, for example, the one that really shocked me was, have you seen The Boy with the Striped Pajamas? 
or read the book. I have watched it partially, but right, it was okay. very emotional. You, you, but you didn't watch the end. I don't think I did. Oh, it, it, gets, it gets you. Worse. Oh, mm. it's a shocker of an ending. That sometimes one. Sometimes it needs to be there to really. Are they not pajamas? Is it just like a loose fitting jogger? <laughs> That's not the twist. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there are other movies that have like um, I don't know. I mean, I get people like a happy ending. I think, unfortunately, cinema and Hollywood's formula means that that's the thing that makes the money. Mm. I remember all of the fight they had over shooting John Wick's dog. That Piano Reeves had to kind of make that that make sure that stayed in the film. I guess a lot of people want to come out of a cinema feeling happy, don't they? And yeah, you generally know, you generally know, nearly fell over. <laughs> Steady. You, ge- you generally know when you're watching a film that things are going to be all right because they're going to want a happy ending because that's the way that Hollywood works. That's what I always think. I always think like they're not going to kill. He's not going to die. Because but then it's not real life, is it? But then that's what makes the ones where they do so good. Yeah, yeah. Like Marley and Me. Oh, that was horrific. I mean, I've not seen it. Has anyone seen the film Hatchy? No. Hatchy sounds like a Pokemon. Found footage movies, they always have a sad ending. It's like a rare occasion where they have a happy ending. I like that. It just generally ends up with them dying and I somebody finding the footage. I can think of one found footage one and it just ends with someone stood in the corner of a room. Oh, oh, paranormal? No, that's Blair Witch, Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I could run through the great, the top 10 found footage movies. Mm. It might be a podcast for another day. I didn't know there were so many. Oh, there's, there's. Oh, I've got a top 20. It's paranormal classes. Paranormal Activity is a found footage movie. That was as is Paranormal Activity 2, 3 and 4. I still went to see every single. Don't you think that was really scary? I, did, I haven't seen any of them because there was nothing like that. Like for my yeah, there's loads of it now. Yeah, there are. There's probably too many. I remember like um, perps were going to like the cinemas and things. A bit like on, when the perps is in the heads of Not the Catholic perps. Church. <laughs> you are the call. The many heads of the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> what are the popes. called? The guys at the church. The cardinals. <gasps> cardinals. Bishops. Yeah. Pedos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the collective now. People who do the seances. The PayPal pedos. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> well, people who do seances. Holy water and stuff. Oh, yeah, priests. Yeah, right. okay, priests. Priests, that's the right. word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, we <laughs> worked our way down there. I mean, the, the Pope asked priests to go and do that kind of shit for him. Yeah, the yeah. Pope wasn't doing that. Think, yeah. It was fine. You were All right. You just perps. forgot about delegation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, horror movies do have a sad ending sometimes. What else have the D-Bad community been saying? Jack Lee has said, the worst ending for sure is how I met your mother. Such a waste of time, honestly. I've never seen it. No, neither have I. But here's the thing that I think Jack's making a point about is movies, you always know that they're going to have like a good, and and it has a proper ending, whereas series, and I don't know whether it's something to do with like the people who write it or something like that and they don't want it to end. But and or whether it's the fact that they've been going on so long because generally a good series goes on quite a few years, doesn't it? Because mm. mm. you know, sort of f- between about five and thirteen years or whatever, and so it's really difficult finishing them in a way that's going to please everyone. So yeah. you do get that sort of thing about, oh, how are they going to end this? Then is everyone going to die? Is everyone going to get away with it? Is everyone going to start a new life somewhere? Is everyone, you know, what's going to happen? It's like then? Game it's, of Thrones. Yeah, it is really, really difficult. Like I thought, the Americans that I've watched recently did it really well. So was, is it dickheadery of the writers to not come up with a strong ending? Or is it dickheadery of people for 
kicking off because they don't like the ending. Yeah, the Game of Thrones one, I mean, that's reached a whole new level. There's yeah. like people petitioning to yeah. say, change the end of it. Well, I like the end of yeah, Game I of Thrones. Yeah, I like the ending of Game of Thrones. I think it's really, it's a lose-lose because if you kill everyone off, people are not going to be happy. If everyone lives happily ever after, you're not going to be happy. A lot of things go for the, did they get away with it? Didn't they? Are they mm. alive? Are they not alive? You You've know, seen the things Sopranos. Things like Breaking Bad, uh, things like Dexter. I mean, Dexter is pretty bad just because of the CGI, but like, you know, there's, there's, they do it, a lot of ones do it where it's a very ambiguous thing mm. where they could always do another um, mm. season they could do a film or whatever and and so they do it quite ambiguously but people are some people but are I happy like with that you're never going to please everyone like have you seen The Fall? Uh, yeah The Fall's great it's, it, mind it's, you Gillian it's Anderson who was in The Fall was in The X-Files which they just didn't know to end that mm. Just kept going on and on and it's a really she tough was like one. a proper heartthrob, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, she, she was. still is. I I heard she dated someone from East Yorkshire. Really? Mm, for a while. I mean, lots of people in East Yorkshire. Yeah, exactly. Why not? <laughs> Fact of the day. I, I bet I bet a lot of people in East Yorkshire are attractive guys. Mm. Attractive to Gillian Anderson. Maybe yeah. East Yorkshire serial killers are her thing. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Well, that would include, um, like, the Yorkshire Ripper, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't much of a heartthrob, was he? I mean, hearts were throbbing after... The Yorkshire Ripper. ...what he'd done. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Moving on, um, what else have the community been saying? Jamie Rhodes has just put happy days. Right, now, so Jamie Rhodes is talking about... <laughs> he's not just like, happy days. So, interestingly... Um, Ian and I seem to be keep, the, the TV show Happy Days keeps coming back into our lives over the last couple of weeks yeah. isn't it we were filming over the weekend and we made so many references to Happy Days <laughs> so unfortunately I'm... the entire cast and crew were like under 20 yeah, when... and so they just fell on death when I, when I was well, when I was advising some 17 year olds I play it cool like the Fonz have you ever heard of the Fonz well, Alex what's I've the heard Fonz? of that right hey. so the Fonz was a character from Happy Days who always came in and went and then had so, sex with an underage girl. Yeah, That's and he always wore like a leather jacket and like played with his collar. And that was, he was his thing. He was a little bit like what, Danny Zuko. He was a little bit like Danny Zuko from Greece. Well, imagine this. Imagine a family comedy about some teenagers, and then they had what well, was originally a bit of a bit part character. He wasn't meant to be a main character. Wasn't the Fonz, but this family just had a random man living above their garage who would just come in every now and again and go, hey, and all the girls loved and him. And he'd fix ah. things just by hitting them and things like that. <laughs> Have you ever watched Arrested Development? <laughs> uh, Arrested Development's great. Anyway, that's narrated by one of the guys who played Richie Cunningham in it. Well, I say one of the guys who played Richie Cunningham. Would you say that that's, that's Ron Howard's claim to fame? No, I'm just saying... He's, he's done I'm more saying, than that. Like where she might know someone from. All right, okay. We've yeah. really gone off the point now. Anyway... So the 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 funds um, ending from Happy Days is actually used now as that's the the way of describing when a TV series loses the plot. It's called jumping the shark because they had an episode where he was jet skiing or water skiing rather, um, and there's a shark and he just jumps over it. And jumps, that's jump, jumps over it. Yeah. Jumps the shark that was going to eat so him. So you always talk about if something loses the plot and goes completely off, like what they should be doing, then you always say that a series has jumped the shark. So imagine if. D-Bad ran out of ideas and we just started making podcasts where we were just drinking instead and just talking utter nonsense and maybe turned it into like a found footage horror movie. That yeah. would be us jumping the shark. Jumping the shark. Okay. I mean, it's still an option. Dun, dun, dun. I'll tell you what, I've got a couple of stories for you that maybe shouldn't talk about on the podcast, but I will do. So twice Brilliant. in recent times, I think Ian knows one of them. As an employer, that on two occasions I had people's... Um, 
letter to tell them that they no longer had employment in my top pocket and was about to give it to them. And then like minutes before I had to do it, they handed the notice in. Oh, wow. Twice that's happened. Wait a minute. So when you fire someone, you don't tell them, you just give them a letter and sit there silently <laughs> while they read it. Read it. That's intense. <laughs> no, what? No, Hi, that's, I just want you to read this, please, in front of me. I'm no, just going to sit that's and not, watch. That's not what happens. That's not what happens. But I mean, but Alex knows how great I am about firing people. Not because I fired Alex, but when I have fired people, I come back with donuts. <laughs> what, with the saved money? Yeah. With everybody else that survived the call. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that was seemed so inappropriate. I've never had to fire anyone. <laughs> it's horrible. It's one of the worst things you've ever done. But then again, I've never had to break up with anybody that I care about. I imagine that's quite an awful as well. But, you know, all bad things have to come to an end. Alex, how do you break up with people? <clears throat> I'm quite, not brutal, but like if I change my mind on something, I just like cut it off. But I've been cheated on quite a few times, so then it's really easy for me to just cut it off. But like with my ex, I still had nothing. They'd done nothing really to me, but I just didn't feel the same. And you've got to, oh. I think. You can't just stay with someone, can no, you? No, 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 we're not saying... No, hang on a minute. No, I'm just trying to justify it to myself. No, I mean, if, if you're not feeling it in the relationship, it has to end. But yeah, how, exactly. how did you do it? I can't remember now. It just fizzled out over time, I think. So sometimes you have to say goodbye to periods of life and to objects and things and it's been really sad for a lot of people because of covid they didn't get like a proper last day of school like you mm. know from the transition from primary school yeah. and from secondary school and from college and so on and they wanted to do that however i would argue that's not necessarily such a bad thing when i consider my last day of secondary school and i got absolutely hammered that somebody then wanted to fight me and then when I was on the way home I climbed over a fence and fell face first into a pile of bricks and didn't really leave the house for a few days because I'd smashed my face in yeah I um wish we had had bloody COVID then it saved me the bother wouldn't it they wouldn't have had a prom did you have a prom no we didn't do proms back then I didn't get a prom either Um, do you find it dickheadery when people say anyway I'll let you go anyway I'll let you go well, do you know, like when you know, I I do that to people. I like it when, like, you know, like, anyway, I let you go, which actually means I, I need to go now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, I let you go because it's more like I'm letting you go. I'm not ending it. You're yeah. leaving because yeah. I'm letting it's you. It's not me. It's you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest regrets in my life is I went to a place oh. in Florida called Gatorland, and I never said. <laughs> what are we laughing at? It was just Gatorland. Gatorland had crocodiles and gators, <laughs> and you could zipline over the crocodiles and the gators, and you could like, f- like, yeah, Gatorland. What's funny? Gator, not Gatorland. Gator, I like Gatorland. Anyway, when I was leaving, I just went, oh, that was good, and I never said, see you later. To the alligator. To the alligator. It's just like. You'll have to go back. Yeah, I'll have to go back just to do that. And then after a while, to the crocodile. You will. Yeah, one of my biggest regrets in life. Do you ever, you know, do you ever hear people say, I bid you adieu? Do you know when they're being a bit posh? They go, I bid no. you, I've never you, heard that. You know, I bid you adieu. Oh, no, I've never that. lived at the Palace of Versailles. Yeah, do you know what it means? <laughs> it means I'll see you when we're both dead. But I hear people I'll say, and they, they go, they kind of like go, oh, anyway, I'll bid you adieu. And that means like, I'll never see you again until you're dead. That's what it means. Christ. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, no one's ever said that to me. No, people say Why it to me all. To people say it to me all of the time. I mean, should I be paranoid about that? <laughs> oh. uh, 
I saw an ending of a speech once, a business <coughs> speech. It was um, John Timpson, the man, the founder yeah, of Timpson Shoes, yeah. and he was reading from his paper, and he obviously was missing the last page. So he said, and anyway, and one of the things I've learned is, and then he just went and raised his arms like that until people started clapping, and that was the end of the speech. Wow. <laughs> he didn't even try and improvise an ending. He just went, well, evidently that's the end. Aren't I great? Let's give me a round of applause. And then he did Harry Carey. Well, that's girls, in it? To not be, like, judged on not doing an ending to a speech. Everyone just accepts yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Just, just, great. Just. I like it when things end with a piece of life advice. When you look at everything that you've been through and think about the way you've behaved and any kind of dickheadery that you may have experienced, you've been listening to the D-Bad podcast. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. <coughs> I've been Alex King. Three, two, one. And remember... <laughs> Don't be a dickhead! Of course, we're always professionals on the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast, but I thought I'd like to share here to sign off season two with a few moments where we completely lost it. <laughs> um, I have another one here that says, was watching Alien vs Predator. Turns to me, turns to me and says, I don't believe women should be in a position of power. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, Kex? Oh, God. Didn't need to say, Matt. I don't really get it, though. (laughs) Why is he, is that a woman? Is Predator a woman? (laughs) I don't know. You don't see enough predator genitalia, really. <laughs> alien is. Alien's a woman. Yeah, okay. the alien queen is. So, that makes um, more sense. Okay, really angry. <laughs> he turns to me. I mean, Trump is speaking at the cinema, but, but when you do, it's going to be a belter. I just, I just would love to know how he said it. I just imagine it just being really cold and calculated. I don't believe women should be in a position of power. <laughs> End of. <laughs> and that's that. <clears throat> but my lasting childhood memory of the nativity was at my primary school where the little receptions kids come out as shepherds they always like dress them, dress them as shepherds yeah. and sheep don't they the, yeah. the little ones and yeah. this lad just got his todger out and just stood there <laughs> and played with it in front of the parents for the duration of the play which to everybody's hilarity <laughs> and it was so yeah on stage and like the, the poor kids who were like playing like Mary and Joseph and, and and so on like people were just like laughing all the time and they could tell that they were just like what's going on what's going on and he was just um, fiddling with his little sausage until then um, well, I, no one stops him. well I think they did try and stop him he just wanted to be three and, uh, and they took him up, yeah. I imagine they took him off stage eventually yeah that's all I remember a child's penis. <laughs> that's that's oh, the, the, me- the message of the, of the nativity. <laughs> Remember, I was a child myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Emma Chloe has written in on Facebook. She says, at my parents' house, we have a right dickhead of a ghost. So, I mean, it sounds perfect for this podcast. When me and my brother were teenagers, my mum was convinced we were putting water on her bed to wind her up. Sounds like she's just pissing herself. And uh, kept telling us off for this, which we honestly didn't do. It wasn't the dog either, as it didn't smell of wee.
So they've got their nose right in there. <laughs> That's a paranormal investigation, Ian. That's yeah. what you need to do. It wasn't until my brother, who had a high-raised bed, also started encountering having a wet bed before he would go to bed. <laughs> and I had a similar experience with my bunk bed, which my mum then realised it wasn't us. Whatever it was, it would lift our duvets and pour water on the mattress, and we wouldn't notice until we were going to bed. My stepdad did not believe in ghosts, etc. And it wasn't until one night when they were asleep in bed and my stepdad got stabbed, wait for it, by a needle in the middle of the night. Neither of them saw or even have anything like this. And woke up to something knocking on their wooden headboard. (laughs) Now this ghost keeps hiding his stuff around the house, especially tools made for his models, which are all kept upstairs. Uh, we're learning so much here and putting them in random places like the cutlery drawer so uh, putting them in in places where you might put tools Uh, such a dickhead I'll be honest I sort of thought there was going to be an outcome of that story that explained it all to us (laughs) I think the the ghost is real the the ghost is um, he's got issues he's got bedwetting issues this ghost he stabbed someone. I mean, stabbing someone's pretty. That's that's that's. <laughs> Emma Chloe. I mean, you're you're a regular contributor to the show, so I don't I don't want to um, to alienate you in any way. But you spent a lot of time talking about the water in the bed, which I agree is was weird. But then the needle <laughs> stabbed your stepfather. Kind of got glossed over. Yeah. I mean, what? And they don't have needles in the house. He was stabbed by a ghost. He was stabbed by a ghost. I mean, it's one thing wet in my bed. So this ghost has gone from, like, mild prankster to attempted murder, and now he just hides little... I mean, what I can only describe are probably little tiny hammers for for toy train sets or something, and he hides them in a reasonably appropriate tool drawer. What a dickhead! (laughs) This... This has really tickled me. <laughs> no, you haven't, you haven't moved on to doing that yet. <laughs> That's the next level. What's he going to come back with, though? Because he seems to go from minor pranks to quite serious things. Like, next he's going to, like, I don't know, like, bring home some uranium or something like that. <laughs> but then the day after that, do you know what he did? He melted my chocolate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> What a dickhead. Wow. So there we go. I mean, he does sound like a dickhead, the ghost, to be honest. But I think some of that goes beyond dickheadery. Oh, God. (laughs)